0: Come on in guys!
1: Jared Sundin back here for episode eight of Survivor 41. Here for talking llama, and Jared, the big news of the episode: Heather can speak.
0: She speaks. What is that from uh, Angels in the Outfield? I think.
1: Yeah, there was. Oh there man, was. I I haven't heard that reference dropped in in years. I love it though.
0: Yep, yep. Young JP, I'm just coming in here hot with the movie references tonight. Big movie guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I yeah, a movie reference that you that you make that I don't get right away is they're probably few and far between. I love it. I love yep. it, Jared.
0: Well, i maybe the uh the Venn diagram of the movies that we've watched may have a very small intersection, so that could also be it.
1: I mean there's Home Alone Three, there's yep. Angels in the Outfield, uh uh-huh. Little Giants. We're, all right, we're th- I mean we're three for three. Okay, well, that's good. Um, but yeah, Heather, she, <laughs> it was hilarious because there was a moment at the water well where she literally like started to open her mouth and then the scene just cut. I'm like, Oh, that, that I almost thought like that's intentional at this point. They're doing that to her. And then she got to speak at the, at the immunity challenge. She got a couple words in, and then she had her big moment at tribal council where she almost torpedoed her own game. Uh, but we will get to that um later we'll start back at the beginning here and if you noticed the merge tribe has a name now which it didn't go through any sort of announcement or anything but i actually didn't notice that yeah they just kind of showed it on that on the lower third when oh, players okay. were talking i don't i, I didn't hear it, um spoken so i'm not sure in the pronunciation but via kana v-i-a-k-a-n-a is a hmm. spelling at least Okay. I thought they might go with Merlonio. (laughs) Honestly, this season, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. Just run back in old merge name.
0: They ran back the puzzle.
1: Nah, they do that though.
0: But yeah, Evie, Evie. That was incredible. (laughs) Anyway.
1: And speaking of Evie, so she and Xander are reveling in their performance at the previous travel council. Um, But it's not all, all happy, all happy times. Um, As you remember, Deshaun revealed that Evie had told him about Xander's idol when they were on the little Advantage Island journey together. And Xander, you know, as it makes sense that he would be, is not exactly pleased with that. Um, So he is not so sure about how much how much he can trust Evie anymore. And her reasoning was okay. She I mean, she kind of pointed out what people have been saying all season that. It was essentially a public idol having to say the phrase and everything, but then she and she assumed that it was going to be like uh, a public secret, if you will. But still, assuming that, but then not telling Xander. You know, you can't really blame Xander for yeah not being not happy the best, about that. not the best. Yeah. So she thinks the the Yasa Alliance is done, as do Xander and Tiffany. There's kind of breaking apart and what we got here was was kind of a fun different energy that we don't always get at this point they were they were all scrambling trying to you know play up and form new relationships it almost felt like the pre-tribal scramble as they're trying to swing the vote their way and it it was it was a fun little change of pace for the opening of the episode I thought
0: yeah that was uh well I mean (laughs) granted we we haven't gotten a ton of like strategy talk or just a ton of like camp talk at all so whenever we can get it i'll take it but yeah at the beginning of an episode is just not expected
1: yeah it's usually just kind of rehashing the previous tribal council you might get some fallout from what was said or a betrayal but this was a a fun little little new way to to start started off which which was always welcome
0: and we had guessed or we had talked about uh, like what direction this season would go after last tribal, just because so much happened and it seemed like there was maybe an alliance forming and there was one that had already formed and we were picking out who was in the middle that may go different routes. But they did not waste any time in painting a picture, at least of uh, what this episode was going to look like.
1: Yeah, a little bit of chaos. Here and there, always welcome. And we get to a reward challenge. I haven't had too many of those this season. Playing for some grilled cheese. And I do just have to say, I love, I think I mentioned this at the first one too. I love that they're doing the smaller rewards. I think. I mean, it makes sense. It would go against the entire mindset of the season to do these big, you know, picnic feasts, but you know, steaks for everybody, things like that. Um, so just a nice, simple grilled cheese and chips pretty much was I'm liking that they're res- showing self-restraint and, you know, keeping keeping with the theme that they're trying to set for the season.
0: But is this supposed to be a hard
1: season? You know, I've heard rumors that it's the hardest season ever of any reality show that it's ever been aired on any channel huh, at any okay. time. They must have said that when they announced the tribe name. I miss it. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. This is a a team reward challenge, two teams of five. And with being with there being 11 players left, one player will sit out. So they draw rocks and Erica once again draws the gray rock. And then for some reason, which we get the reason on later, Xander offers up his spot. And it could have been because before the challenge, we get a little Jeff Probst preview where he hides an advantage at the sit-out bench, similar to when um, Michaela notoriously was too pissed off to realize that the advantage was there in, in Game Changers and basically hit it in the same spot underneath on that little leg area. Um, not incredibly well hidden, not so much to the point where it's super obvious, but it's not. it wouldn't take that much effort to find it. So I thought that Xander maybe had seen it, he kind of maybe eyeballed it before and thought, great. I don't really have, have an alliance right now. I can give my spot up to get that. Uh, but he didn't. He This was the frustrating part because he was clearly looking around the bench. But he didn't look through the entire thing, obviously, because he didn't find it. But if you're going to look in one spot, look in every other single spot.
0: Yeah, they, unless like... The amount of time that they showed him looking was all of the time that he spent looking. I'm amazed that he didn't find it.
1: He was even like feeling close by on the same spot on the other side of the bench where the advantage scroll was. I, I couldn't believe that he didn't just like feel around everywhere.
0: Yeah, I thought they might do the thing that they've done this season where they don't show him find it. And then like later on, it just kind of comes out but no jeff
1: yeah we we see jeff go go retrieve it and you could just see the disappointment in his face yeah yeah but in general what do you i guess what do you think of that decision maybe not specifically xander but just as a general idea of giving up your spot in a reward challenge for someone else to compete
0: uh I don't know. I, I it just doesn't seem to make that big of a difference in the long term. Like the, the risk almost seems greater than the reward, where you're, you're making a statement for something that isn't even going to get you immunity.
1: Yes, I I would agree. Um, again, unless he had clocked the advantage, that's like the only thing I could see as like a reasonable. Reasoning for it. Now, I like his line of thinking, which he later says he want he wanted to be with the losing group. They're more emotionally raw, they may be a little pissed off, more willing to make try to make a move on somebody, but still to give up your spot like that in front of everybody. And I don't know if I don't know if you caught Deshaun's reaction.
0: Yeah, he was not buying any of it.
1: Yeah, he was st- standing right next to Xander and he was basically laughing in his face. He wasn't full on laughing. He yelled it in a little bit, but it was very clear. He wasn't buying it.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, Sandra, when Fairplay brought in the lie about his grandma, that was the the same feeling I got from this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just because you're you're at best making one person happy. And then you're drawing the the ire of nine other people, potentially.
0: Well, I was wondering if you're just going to do that anyway, if you're going to volunteer or offer up your spot to the person that didn't get it. Why wouldn't you just do it before you even draw for the spots? When you it, just be like, "Yeah, Jeff, that's fine. Like
1: I'll I'll sit this one out so we don't even have to draw." It might have depended in his eyes who sat out. You know, okay. Maybe if there was someone he didn't yeah. want to get food, um, it's also possible that he asked and Jeff just said no and said, If you want to do it, do it after the rock draw. And they just cut it out.
0: That could be, and or it also could be, I mean, hey, what if you draw the rock? Then you don't even yeah. have to do anything.
1: Yeah, that that was probably it. Actually, I would guess that because then you don't have to make that move. Um, I would say it was either that or he wanted to wait to see who got it. Um, but anyway, for the for the challenge, you leap off of a ramp, dive down to release puzzle pieces. Everyone gets their pieces in the boat, pull yourself to a platform. Technically, you needed two players to solve the puzzle, but Ebby um, finished it in like five seconds, it seemed like. Yeah. I mean, she, she, she said after that, because um, it was the same challenge from the Edge of Extinction. Never liked that refer- season being referenced, but it made sense here especially because she basically called out a, a tribe for being terrible at puzzles that they couldn't do this. She realized it was a simple puzzle to make at home. So she made a mini model and dominate and you know, learned it at home and then just crushed it. It was reminiscent of Chris Christians. opening oh, yeah. Challenge David versus Goliath.
0: Yep. I may, I don't know. I'd love to get a real time uh, side by side on both of those.
1: I mean, the Evie's here, it had to have been under 10 seconds because they, because they got to, I think they got to the platform after, like they were both going at the same time. I think her team got there after and um, the other side had like one piece of the puzzle on the platform where they're going to build it. And she just did it before they even like touched their second piece to even look at the puzzle. Yeah, I would have loved to see it in real time, but it had to have been 10 seconds, if even that. Man.
0: Yep. Uh, I mean, great that you got it done, but everyone knows. Everyone knows now. This yeah, is- that's, uh, <laughs>
1: that's the balancing act. that. I mean, I, I don't think she would have wanted to risk losing the challenge, but she, she maybe could have gone a little slower. Yeah, and, and then just and then just said, you know, I, once I started, I just saw it or something like that. But if you finish a puzzle that fast, it's only gonna draw draw a target. But I feel like the adrenaline is so much at that point; it'd be very hard not to just do it and just finish it. Yeah. All right. So back at camp. Uh, oh, I guess the winning team was um, Ricard, Danny, Deshaun, Erica, and Evie, with Leanna, Shan, Heather, Nasir, and Tiffany. Losing. Shocker there with that with that squad.
0: That's uh, formidable, but didn't get the job done.
1: Uh, back at camp, Shannon and Liana, they want to go after Ebby again. Um, and Liana or Nasir, they talked to Nasir and Xander about it. Uh, Nasir seems to be on board. Um, and there's not much there. There was kind of discussing discussing evie what what do you think about the idea to to target evie right away it's
0: what i expected to happen just Mm -hmm. after the last one so yeah not surprising
1: and then jared we had some banana gate banana etiquette
0: yes banana etiquette would you like a banana
1: i would love a banana
0: well i don't have
1: well (laughs) anyway anyways right um so nasir picks papaya for the, the losing group to eat. Very nice of him. Very, very nice. Saw that He can provide a little bit. And, and then the, the winning tri- or winning group comes back to camp and Ricard Like the first thing he does is picks a piece of the papaya and Shan snaps at him a little bit. And it's, yeah. it's kind, it was, it was perfect that it was those two, because it was so reminiscent of the extra vote. Nonsense. Ricard should have given it back. Shan should have stopped pushing right here. Ricard probably shouldn't have eaten a piece, especially like the second he got back from the reward.
0: Yeah. He like smelled
1: something when he walked in. He's like, hmm, yum food. And Shan on the other side should have just dropped it. She shouldn't have made it, made an issue of it. Cause yeah. you're at best. You're keeping things neutral at worst. And what likely will happen is you're bringing a negative to, to the relationship. And, and no. she even said, like, oh, that's my number one. I don't know how much longer these two can stay this close if little things like that keep getting in between them.
0: It's starting to become apparent that Shan has a hard time dropping anything. It's, yep, yeah, that, you know,
1: that'll come into play. Very strong well.
0: personality.
1: Yeah, she's had a kind of a, a messy couple of weeks here after just a shining first four or five weeks or so. Yep. Not sure if this is going to be the fall of Shan or, or if it is building her up to have a big finish or not, but we'll, you know, time will tell. Yep. Um, I'll, yeah, so I'll be in, interested to see if the Papaya Gate comes back into play at all, or if maybe not specifically this in, this incident, but if other things between Shannon Ricard or Shannon other people like Shannon Deshaun from later in the episode um, becomes a recurring kind of point of contention between people.
0: Yeah, I I have a feeling it will be. Um, I mean, we yeah even saw it. She's, she's learning how to talk to people in the way they need to be talked to, which
1: I, I, which I feel like is a literal part of the job description of a pastor. Yeah. If you want to be a good pastor, at least
0: (laughs) you kind of wonder, but Hey, never too late.
1: I I had to think that from a strategic standpoint, obviously they, you know, you know, you were lost a bunch of the challenges, but from the strategy um, viewpoint, things went so well for her to start off that she could just be getting thrown, thrown off her game by not having things come so easily that she's now up against other formidable and capable players.
0: That, that could be it. Yeah. I mean, I, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, We've, we've already seen the new alliance that she's in start to yeah start to like her old alliance with Ricard has been rocky and now her new alliance is already rocky. I yeah, I can't really see it going any other way.
1: Yeah, because I think like her new alliance is, you know, there are four from what we've seen strong players and on her original tribe outside of Ricard there wasn't a whole lot of great strategy. So she was kind of easily in the driver's seat. And now she's with three people who are more in line with her, with her thinking and how she approaches the game that she's doesn't seem like she's adapting well to not being completely in control. And I'm not, I shouldn't even say it seems like it. She's not adapting well.
0: Yeah. I, well, I, I want to see yeah where this where this conversation takes us. So I'll, I'll hang on. Or I'll, yeah, because there, there's
1: more to discuss after after the challenge. Yeah. We'll get through the immunity challenge here. Classic um, willpower, physical. How long can you stand on this thing for? Challenge, balancing on a small bar, block of wood between your head and top of a frame. Well, we'll the answer
0: up. to how long you can do it
1: is not long. Yeah. And Jeff gives the, the tribe before they get into the challenge a little eat or compete situation, but, but with a twist. Um, once again, very poorly explained. This this was astonishing to me how poorly I grasped what should have been a very simple concept. I don't know how you felt about that.
0: Yeah, uh, well, it was poorly explained because he's like, or if you agree to multiple people, sitting out then you can get rice for the whole tribe and i was like oh well just another person has to sit out and then heather chimes in and goes how many is multiple and i was like that's the dumbest question i've ever heard in my life because obviously the answer is two people and it turns out that no 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 like she was on the right path because Jeff, you know, multiple people is an ambiguous number that is however many you agree on.
1: Yes. So let's let's back up a little bit. There was a single portion of rice. So this part was all so it started off confusing. Was this only available for one person? So if if Shan yes. jumps out and says, I'm sitting out, I'm taking that rice, that's just it.
0: Uh, hmm. Then that's what? How, if, that's
1: how I understood it.
0: Yeah, that like, I don't know if they would have
1: or could taken like, the option people. away.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they would have taken the option away from everyone else. But what if? Yeah, like three individuals each say, "I want the." I think they could have done that.
1: Okay. That yeah. I mean, clearly, clearly, they production wanted the the bigger option, which was some. Obscure number of players will offer to sit out in exchange for, for rice for enough for the everyone for three days. And as every Survivor fan in the world thought at the exact same time, where's Angelina when you need her?
0: Oh man, I know she I'd love to she's hear a what negotiator. She, she's the she's the best negotiator I've ever seen on Survivor.
1: I mean her. Her Twitter notifications had to have been just going berserk at this moment because she had to be getting tagged by by everyone
0: and specifically a rice negotiation, too.
1: Yes. Do you remember when she got rice for the tribe? Do you remember that part?
0: I do remember that because she reminded her mom of that when her mom was there for the loved one's visit. So I had I had already been reminded of it one time.
1: (laughs) Angelina, once again. The absolute best.
0: Yep. Gotta come back.
1: Yeah. Her, Angelina alone is proof that Jeff's no one before season 40 is coming back. Uh, nonsense. Angelina can come back as much as she wants. Yep. Agreed. Uh, So ultimately, so they settle on five people because of reasons. And Shan and Nasir offer up their spot. Nobody else does. Xander then throws it out there that if you know how about four people If one more person volunteers he'll be the fourth jeff takes it because they want this to happen so he of course is going to agree to that no and it's then,
0: because the season is so hard he can see the desperation
1: and because it and then you drop the four so this is another another four reference that's probably it that could be that's, that's a bit of a stretch um so then then ricard steps up and agrees to sit out um, so Shan, Nasir, Xander and Ricard all sit out and the other seven, I think rightfully so decide to compete.
0: I, I disagreed heavily on one of the people that decided to compete um, and then I was proven wrong because I was like, if you're Heather, I mean, why like her reasoning for wanting to compete was that she doesn't feel safe. Well, Heather, you're still going to feel not safe after competing. I mean, this is like, we all know what's going to happen here. So you might as well just sacrifice the nothing that you're losing and take the rice.
1: Yeah. I, once again, a moment where, I mean, I mean, once again, but a moment where I would love to see just anything of her because her, her saying, I feel like I need it. Nothing we've seen points to that being the case. Why even include that line in the episode? They cut her out the rest of the time. I mean, was that just to set up her bizarre, poorly executed play at Travel council? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because there's literally zero evidence up, through the, up until that point that she was in any danger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, I guess I didn't have the same, like it didn't strike me in the same way that it struck you, but I made like a little mental note in my head that I was like, okay, Heather's in trouble. And I didn't, I didn't think about it in the way that like, well, why would she be? Cause we know nothing about that.
1: Yeah. Just, just a little odd. Um, but then it does come down to Heather and Evie in the end. Um, and Evie ultimately wins. Gotta love when the first person proposes the vote seven minutes into the episode wins immunity. Always a big fan of that. Don't care who it is. Yep. Hate, when, hate when plans go simple. Uh, so they've got to, maybe not scramble, scramble, but reassess. Um, so the prevailing plan at least to start is to flush Xander's idol, but vote out Tiffany. That's what, Le- that's what the camp out Alliance wants to do. Leanna, Danny, uh, Ricard and Shan, they want to do that. Then um, Danny suggests the idea of instead of Tiffany and Xander, Tiffany and Nasir. His reasoning being, Xander's always going to be a threat to them and he's always going to know it at this point. Nasir right now feels comfortable, but in one vote, two votes, three votes, he's going to realize he's becoming more on the outs of the remaining players. So why not go for him now? When he's not expecting it, he has an idol. Then cut that off at the legs. What do you think of the Nasir versus Xander plan for the secondary split?
0: I I don't think it really matters. Xander Xander would probably be more likely to feel the need to play as idol. So, I mean, if you want if you want him to waste it or give it at least a better shot of him wasting it, then maybe Nasir is better, but. I mean, we know we knew who the target was. Like it was going to be Tiffany, and you know, figure out the rest. Yeah, see, that's the
1: thing. If Tiffany is the main target, I feel like it's less important on who the second option is, except for the fact that Nasir right now is in your alliance. If you're going to go for him, he should be the main target.
0: Yeah, that's Cause, that's cause, true. Cause Cause you, there's no going back then.
1: Yeah, if he sees like a a five three or whatever the numbers are split and he's that second option, and then he's back at camp the next day with an idol, he's gone. He's he he would have to be the, the primary option in, in that case, but everyone seemed to be on board with, with Tiffany. Um so it it's not always good to play it safe, but everyone everyone was on board with Tiffany and Xander. With Tiffany's a target, unless you're gonna flip it to Nasir, just keep it simple. And Shan does not want to split or not, not want to make the switch. Um, but Deshaun, you know, agreeing with Danny on the same reasoning, wants to do the Tiffany and Nasir. Um, and Shan is just adamant that Xander's a bigger threat. Another poor play on Shan's part in terms of how she reacted, but once again. If Tiffany's the target, why why are they arguing so? On? Unless they were talking about switching the primary vote, and they just never showed that in the edit that they were switching to, like Nasir being the vote with Tiffany as the backup.
0: Yeah, i I don't know what happened there. Uh, uh, man. Yeah, I I don't know. I there was another point that I wanted to make, but I forgot.
1: All right then. Yep. Well, if it comes to you, we'll come back. Um, so this was the first time where tonight where Sean and Shan and Deshaun kind of butt heads a little bit. Um, feeling, feels like he's not being heard, that he's just being told what to do. And once again, I think that harkens back to how Shan ran her first alliance that she kind of had control and could just decide things for everybody. And when you're playing with someone, you know, like Jeannie, a very passive player that's going to play it's you, you can tell Jeannie what to do. And if, if that keeps her safe, she's going to do it. But someone like Deshaun, excuse me, someone like Deshaun, who's wanting to make his own maneuvers. And he's thinking ahead, you know, long term for his own game. That's not going to fly for him.
0: No, I remembered too what I was going to say about Shan. And that's because, you know, she's so opposed to changing it to Nasir because clearly Xander is the bigger threat. Well, Shan, like just because he's the bigger threat doesn't mean you need to get rid of him right now. It means that everyone will recognize that even farther into the game. Like there's it's just such a like old, simple way of thinking. And I'm surprised that like that's kind of what her game has turned into.
1: Yeah, if I mean, she was so obviously the the edit winner you know the pre-merge, um, and now she's taken a few few steps back. I I still like her. She hasn't played great the past couple weeks. Um, but I mean she showed it before that she that she knows what she's doing and can play the game. I hope she picks it back up because it'd be hard to watch her just continue to fall down in terms of just like all the mistakes she's making and playing so poorly.
0: Yeah, it would definitely put a different twist on like the season i don't know it yeah it just seemed like it was going to be one thing and then like if the end of the season turns up or turns out to be like shan just falling out the face of the earth and like being a non-threat i don't know yeah, yeah that'd the, be weird
1: the massive rise and just as quickly massive fall of her would be it'd be a good story just from a straight up narrative standpoint and what, you know, what production could kind of market it at or, or promote if you will. Um, But she was so much fun to watch those first few weeks that I hope she picks it back up. And at least if she does go out soon, at least kind of goes out swinging and with some better moments, but we'll see, see what happens. Uh, so So we get to travel council and for the most part, pretty calm, nothing much happens. We get to, the vote or so we think it is time to vote. Wait, Jeff, I want to keep talking and potentially get myself voted out of this game when I was in no danger of being doing so. Okay. Heather, if you insist, Jeff says literally the slowest is time to vote. I've ever heard. Don't know how, you know, divine providence, I guess, getting that to match up with this. And then he says that. And, Every other time they go to vote, but Heather stops. She wants to start whispering to people. And I mean, <laughs> no. what? Like, she's like, no, Jeff, these tribals are supposed to be live. It was, it was, it was shocking. It, I don't even know what to say because looking at it, at what happened, she wanted to change the vote to this year and then nothing changed really like all of that time she puts in all this effort to make a move credit to her for that trying to mix things up trying to take control of something but then just failing miserably falling completely flat on her face with that attempt
0: well she did get one other person to vote nasir with her
1: um no because she didn't vote nasir (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't even see that at the end. Oh. No, no, she she voted for Tiffany. Oh man, Xander Z- and Tiffany voted for Nasir. I was I was very glad the votes were were up. So it ends up being a six two two one split: six to Tiffany, two each to Xander um, and Heather, and one to to Nasir. Um, so Xander voted Nasir. That was interesting. And um, Danny and Nasir voted Xander. Evie and Tiffany voted Heather. Everyone else on Tiffany. I mean, that's just a shit show of a vote. Yeah. But, yeah. but Heather, you you make this huge effort to swing the vote to Nasir. Great plan. He's, he's likable. He's got an idol. He's good at challenges. And then you can't even can you convince you do such a poor job of it that you just revert back to the exact original plan.
0: This was like when Nora had.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> just any, any reference of Nora, I'm just all on board for
0: uh, her mission given to her at Island of the Idols was Incredible. to put herself and convince everyone to put her in the position of caller. Uh, And if she were to do that, then what she's going to get like an extra vote or something like that. And uh, yeah, pitches the idea and not only is she not the caller, they sit her out of (laughs) the entire challenge.
1: Oh man. That is that episode was incredible. I think I think that's the one that I that I remarked as like one of the just funniest episodes ever.
0: Yeah, Nora's Nora showcase is never a bad idea.
1: Nora is absolute gold. It was like, yeah, we're not buying this one bit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was so oh my Heather, god.
0: Heather pulled a bit of a Nora.
1: I mean that at at one point. So when she, when she first got up and she was like, hang on. I thought she was going to like, they were going to do one of these flashbacks that she found some advantage like, oh, there's an idol or X, Y, Z hidden at tribal council. We were going to flash back to that. She was going to pull it out and it'd be some ridiculous thing in this huge moment. That didn't happen. So I, I thought then, um, I don't even know what I thought at that point. That was my thought. And then I was just like, oh, what is even going on? She's going to get voted. her She didn't get herself voted out with this nonsense. Yeah. And those and those two early votes came up, Heather. And I was I was like laughing, but like in a very I feel sorry for you kind of way because you weren't even you were the secondary fake vote is is what she was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, it's a dangerous position. You know, the two goal lead is the most dangerous lead in hockey. So
1: hey, the yeah. wild they scored two empty net goals. Well, a couple couple nights ago.
0: See, so you never know. I mean, maybe she was less safe than we thought. No, I think she firmly solidified herself as worst player of the season. uh, Definitely here. And as for an underrated reason that just occurred to me, Um, you saw how excited she was, right? To like... Do something? Yeah, And, and so... It almost felt like, and I have no idea if this is actually what happened or not. I would guess no, but uh, my theory is that she thought like the last live tribal was so fun (laughs) that she's like, okay, it's time. Like we're, this is going to be, this is going to be fun again. We're no one, no one even said anything this time. I Jeff, Jeff. Oh, yay. Yay. All right, everybody let's, let's whisper and then it's like, no, no, Heather, this is, this is not how it's supposed to go.
1: Cause she literally even used the word whisper. She goes, can I, I can, like something that either can I, or I want to whisper a few things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's up to you. I mean, volume is kind of your call Heather, but yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like you're not done yet and you're very excited
1: about it. Yeah. That was, that might kind of prove why we have seen next to nothing of her (laughs) if if this is the kind of stuff she's bringing to the table like she seems perfectly nice but nice does not a great survivor character make
0: well I thought it was interesting when like I forget who was telling her the vote if it was Shan or what um but she like kind of stuck up for herself and was like no I don't like that like why like it would be nice oh no because it was her name
1: no, that, like, that was Nasir. I, th- I think you're talking about, there was a moment where, um, I think it was Shan, Des- Deshaun, she was someone at the water well. Deshaun and Erica, and she with the water well. Okay. But I don't, yeah. I think that's what it was, but I don't remember what they were talking about.
0: Well, there was one point in the pre-tribal where an idea got pitched to her. And she's like, no, no, I, I don't like that. Like, it'd be nice if you guys could run this by me. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, was she, like, she was actually part of these discussions. That's, that's good to know. And then it turns out that like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, do you think that production would be kind enough where if in her confessionals, she's just pitching like the worst plans ever. And they're like, this this woman is so nice and so sweet. We cannot, she's better off being invisible than having this be what America sees. Is there any chance they were they're that nice to her? And that's what, that's what was happening?
0: Uh,
1: in I'm this say, season,
0: I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. I don't think she's like, she has too much of a backbone from what I saw this episode to be considered nice. Like, I, I feel, you know, if maybe maybe it's like a let's there's other things to focus on
1: okay i'm just i'm just trying to wrap my head around heather as a character because it is just baffling yeah what she's given production that's gotten us to this point but then she has the the ability to bring out this absolute bizarre nonsense
0: yeah i mean i i have no idea what we're going to get from her next week now
1: Probably back to nothing.
0: Uh, that I would make that, that's that's minus one fifty.
1: Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Um. But I I would it would have been the moment of this season if she had taken control of that tribal and just turned everything. Uh, like she's yeah. proving she actually was, you know, the the woman behind the curtain, just pulling the puppet strings of everybody, just running the show.
0: That's not
1: what we got, though. No, what we got was way better, <laughs> yeah. way funnier. I should say it's, it would have uh... been a better, better TV moment for her to actually just swing everything. But for comedic effect, what actually transpired was a thousand times better results. <sighs> and in a season where I haven't had a lot of laughs, I'll take them where I can get them.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely need more lighthearted moments.
1: And this wasn't an intentional one, but hey, you get what you get. Even better. Yes. Um, so we see see Tiffany go. I was loving Tiffany, she was she was such a fun character.
0: I know I my my two favorites have gone back to back weeks now.
1: Sydney, even getting name dropped at tribal.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Absolute queen status. <sighs> this can't this can't get her done. Get her out of there.
0: Nope. That was that was another disappointing exit, though. Um, I feel like these two, Sydney and Sydney and Tiffany, like could have provided some big shakeups, like some crazy moments, some controversy. And. uh, Yeah, just one by one, let's let's hope it's not a bunch of
1: people that we like, I think I think not that anything necessarily pointed strongly to this but had it had they stuck around a sydney tiffany like twosome could have been one of the more entertaining duos the show has seen
0: and that would have been incredible i don't even want to think about it
1: just two strong strong headed new yorkers just not taking any any guff from anybody uh oh, what could have been
0: yeah let's let's not go there it's gonna be too sad
1: Exactly. All right. So instead of playing the what if game, let's maybe look ahead to the, what could be game um, in the next time on preview, a lot of, a lot of disconnect and resentment, you know, brewing in the alliances. Now, a lot of it looked like it could be just scenes from that immediate night. Cause there were some nighttime shots. Um, a lot of the strategy talk we get tends to be that night after tribal, um, not that there couldn't be a nighttime argument or whatever, but I'm thinking it's a little bit of hot air that is that we're going to see, see some confrontations right away, and they'll try to work it out. But I think the Shan and Deshaun, um, what how do you want to phrase it? Phrase it disagreements, I guess, is definitely something that isn't going to be just easily smoothed over.
0: Yeah, I think I remember too when we were looking over the bios like Deshaun's pet peeve was being told what to do or something like that. (laughs) And I I remember thinking to myself, like, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, stay away from him and the winner predictions, but uh, definitely accurate. If that was the report.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of a winner predictions, let's just, Take a look here. So left in the game, we have Danny, Deshaun, Erica, Evie, Heather, Liana, Nasir, Ricard, Shan, and Xander. After outside of Heather, I is there anyone that you see as a true, like this person cannot win the game player right now? No,
0: I don't think there's anyone that's like like, you mean, like, if they were to make it to the final three?
1: Like, or I, or I guess right now, who has, like, no path to winning the game? Like, I don't think there's anyone that, that Heather could beat whatsoever at the end. Um, I would probably put Erica next. That but, was
0: what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. But even still, I, I think she's shown enough where she has the, the opportunity, if she has the opportunity, she can make some moves and get herself into position. I think really, what are there, 10, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 players left. I think as it stands, nine of them have an actual like, decent shot to win at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, for different reasons, I could see it being harder for certain people. Like I could, I think that Xander and Evie are super unlikely winners just because everyone knows that if they were to make it there, they'd have a great shot. Yeah. Like, so that's, I don't know. Um, I feel good. I feel good about my pick. Um, Leanna's in a good spot, like part of a big, seemingly strong Alliance, not super threatening and challenges. um, I could also see maybe Danny.
1: I was going to say, I think right now Danny's in a great spot. Yeah. He's yeah. he's super involved in the decisions. He's been good, but not dominant in challenges. Everyone seems to like him. You know, he hasn't really had any big disagreements like Deshaun and, and Shan have, or Shannon Ricard. Um, I I think he's in a great spot, which is awesome because we both had him pegged as someone who maybe wasn't much of a a winner pick to start the season. And he's kind of been who I think we thought he would be, but it's just been way more effective than we thought it it could have been for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when you can just win your way to the merge without having to do anything, it helps. But yeah, it helps. I mean,
1: But even so, like, Nasir was on his tribe, but he's become more of a forceful challenge beast than Danny has, I would say. If there is one true, like, alpha male challenge threat, it's probably Nasir at this point.
0: Yeah, I wonder, it too. I mean, Danny has to... He had to go in knowing that he would be viewed that way, so maybe he's kind of taking it easy a little bit.
1: Could be. But I feel like on some of the comments about, like, not want to throw the challenge of course he ended up trying to that if it's you know how much of that does he ha- does he have have in him to kind of hold yeah, back
0: it's easier to hide that you're so dominant in a team challenge though when you get to the individual stuff
1: true yeah um but i like Deshaun's positioning but anytime you're getting into open arguments with people doesn't help your spot even if even if it is justified. Um, but honestly, Liana's maybe, I like Liana's spot too. She's, she's got a little, little work to do to kind of get back into the, really into the mix.
0: Yeah. I mean, with her blowing the greatest advantage you could ever get, it's yeah, not great, but
1: yeah, I, I think I like Danny's positioning right now, the best, which Honestly, I never thought I would say at any point in the season, but I'm thrilled I can say it.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: So, which probably means he'll go out. He'll go out next week.
0: Probably. Well, if we we both like him, so yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. If the if the way the right things are going, um, but Ricard, Ricard's interesting because, I mean, Shans, I guess, is his closest ally, but we'll see how long that lasts. He doesn't really have any obvious strong connections, which could make him an easy vote if they're if they get to the point where oh well no one's working with their car, let's just get him out of here, or to make him very powerful if people realize that.
0: Yeah, I I think that he's he's in the kind of spot that's actually pretty good because. He and Shan were dominating strategically at their tribe. And like, she's taking a little more of the heat now. Plus, he's not the most likable guy. Sorry, shouldn't use guy when talking about her card. Um, He's not the most likable person. Um, I think that like that could help him just because he won't be viewed as, you know, like we need to get him out.
1: Yes, that I think that's a good point. Um, Unless people think back to him winning the first immunity challenge, that, that's kind of the one thing he's done that's like truly threatening. Um, but he's in an interesting spot where he could kind of, sw- it could kind of swing either way for him, I think. But either way, I, I really like the spot we're at in the game that there's so many players who are kind of like right in the mix i feel like at this point usually you can pinpoint you know if there's 10 players left maybe even three or four that just you can ignore in terms of winners but now you've got gamers up and down at least for nine of them that that really can make a run at any point
0: yeah i think part of it too is still a lot of unknowns just because we haven't seen much so maybe the more that we start to see them the more we'll kind of weed out yeah yeah
1: all right well for episode eight anything else that we missed or that you want to go over more do you think we're good no we we are
0: good until next week
1: all right until one of our our other favorites gets unceremoniously voted out we'll Cross our fingers that this that that does not happen. But in the meantime, um, as always, if you're not subscribed, please please do so wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, anywhere you listen, uh, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Llama TalkPod and on Instagram and at talking llama pod for Jared sundin This is Matt Hambidge, and we'll see you next time for another scoop of the crispy.